then I'm I'm excited, dude. I'm ready, man. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm already. All right, let's do this. Um, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. And today we got a special guest in the building. We got another, another indie artist into the podcast scene. We don't, we rarely get one of those, but when we do, man, we'll make them feel special. So please say hello to the one and only David. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, thanks so much for having me. No, of course. How are you, David? I'm good. Um, I'm just chilling. I had like Mexican food before this, so oh. I'm full. Oh, and um, chilling for the rest of the day. So, well, that's good to hear. I hope that Mexican food doesn't, you know, do you dirty during our interview. No, I have a strong <laughs> stomach, so like nothing gets me sick. Really? Like, yeah. So you, so let's just say that you actually can withstand, you know, anything that's dairy and spicy food. Yeah, no, I, um, my manager will tell you, like Amanda, she, I, I can eat jalapenos as a snack. I, it's, I can handle spicy, like it's good. <laughs> God damn! So I'm, yeah. pre- so I'm pretty sure you, you're familiar with the, with this show, the hot ones. Oh my god! If I get big enough, like I, I want to do it so bad. Like I want to. When, when you get big, when you get big enough, that's the mentality. That's the mentality. When Thank you, yes. when you get big enough, do you, you see that a lot of the, a uh, lot of the episodes? I've seen all of them. I watched. Oh, all of them. me too. Me too. I love Sean Evans, man. Some of some of the stuff that I that I learned from as an interviewer, I get it from Sean Evans and a bunch of other podcasters, you know. But I love like yeah. his style of of interviewing artists and celebrities is like golden. It's like he actually <laughs> found the magic touch to to get that show running and just found a uh, a fun way for everybody to just like have fun, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, at the expense of eating, you know hot chicken wings or <laughs> yeah oh my god what has no, been like I mean, your your hottest hottest you know take on any of the spicy food um i did eat it okay actually my the spiciest thing i've had mm-hmm. i had a ghost pepper like right off the oh yeah yo you wild okay, that was spicy like i'm not gonna lie that was spicy but it was not as bad as i thought it was gonna be what yeah, it's a ghost paper. How bad? What? <laughs> no, it wasn't bad at all. Like I was expecting to die. Like at first, like I was freaking out because it, like, my tongue, like I could feel it, and right. it was getting spicy. But then I was like, I've had like hot sauce hotter than this. Like, and this is spicy. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you know the fact that you said that you had hot sauce is spicier than that already scares <laughs> me. Yeah. And I've like, and then to this day, like I've never like thrown up. I've never had to like go to the bathroom. Like really? it was like a strong stomach. Like I'm good. And you didn't have to take any waters or any milk or dare, anything that to dilute the, the heatness out of your mouth or not. I mean, I had to have some water, but other than that, like I was fine. Like there was, I was good. Dude, you're a brave soul. Yo. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, you, you, you catch, you catch me doing that. I'll be crying. I don't know why I do. I still do it to this day. But maybe because I like the pain. I don't know <laughs> the experience. Let's have the giggles out of it. But oh I ha- I actually had the bomb. Bomb. Where's that from? That's from the Hot One Show. The bomb. The actual sauce. That's like the oh, the the the, uh, the third to last one. The one that has like a l- little nuclear bomb. 
That's the one that yeah. he always puts that I say like, oh, that's the worst one. I agree. Oh I agree. It's the worst one. I'm not even <sighs> fucking with you. That is literally <laughs> the the worst one. And it, and it's all because I I want to bet. But I said myself like, man, I don't know when is the next time I'm going to even try this. So it's like, ah, let me just <laughs> join in. And we had a, our chicken tenders with it and we dipped it all around and we just hate it. It did not took no more than two seconds to already feel the the, the spices out of it. Gosh, Dude. that's crazy. Like I'm, I feel like I'll be, I don't know because my favorite one was Elizabeth Olsen's, uh, where oh, she yeah. did it, and she was completely fine like the whole time. And I was like, okay, she if she can do it, maybe I can do it. So yeah, but it, it's not the same thing. Like a lot, I see a lot of people that like they can take it. And be like, oh, this is fine. And there's a lot that you say like, ah, this guy can take it. This guy, you know, and, and you see them crying. Like George, Gordon Ramsay, he went there yeah. twice and he still was crying afterwards. He's like, oh, bloody hell. I shot myself <laughs> up to this. What the fuck is this? That was funny. I have to admit that was good. Yeah, no, like I, I'll tell you, it's not funny taking the the, the bomb sauce, you know, like, nah, bro. <laughs> like I do it. It took like at least a good 20 minutes. And then I remember my aunt was cleaning up and she accidentally put, you know, scratch her head and it landed on her eyes. Oh, no. That's how deadly that shit is. That's like that is a no joke. No joke, no joke, no, 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 no. That's like no, no, bro. That that will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I'll have to build my way up there. Like I'll have to start training my mouth. Hey, start, start so. doing it. Start doing it. Start small. Wasabi. Start with us. Wasabi. Oh, I love wasabi. I was joking yeah. around. I didn't actually felt that neat. I didn't <laughs> even know that you were actually like, oh yeah, I could dig with wasabi. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I love wasabi. I put it on all my like sushi. I do. It. Uh, yeah, no, I love wasabi. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> you you might actually be a challenge for the sauce. You know. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's good. I mean, you should try it. You should definitely try. It. If you ever get a chance to get some that sauce, try it out and try out the 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 last dab. I'm pretty sure that's like the most spiciest of them all. I haven't tried it, yeah. but I'm like so eager to get the freaking bottle and just like mess everybody's <laughs> day off. You know, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for it. So, well, first things first, I actually want to get into you. Um, Let's start with like, how did this whole shindig started with you? This whole journey with you as an indie artist, you know, like what actually got you into it? Can you give us like a little bio about yourself and how you work yourself up to where you are right now? Yeah. Um, so funny enough, like um, I'm a little bit different than most artists because, you know, most of the stories is like, oh, I started out in church or I've been doing it my whole life or I've been singing since I was five. No, I did not do any of those things. <laughs> like I started like in college, um, mm. like I loved music growing up, but I never like did anything. Like I didn't take lessons. I didn't sing. I didn't do anything. Um, and then growing up, like, um, when I was in middle school, I did choir and stuff like that, but it was very basic. Like I never did anything. I still didn't Mm -hmm. want to be a singer. Um, and I just like loved it. Like it was really fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, it wasn't until, um, college actually that I kind of made the decision that I want to make it like a career. Um, and so I went to college studying 
um, musical theater and like opera, like classical music. Um, and that's what I was going to do. Like, I was like, I'm going to try to be on Broadway. I want to be like on, you know, perform at, you know, big opera houses, whatever. And that quickly died um, oh, <laughs> after boy. I changed my major um, to philosophy. And um, I was obsessed. Like, I, well, my mind was open to different, um, like, you know, f- f- like uh, fields of study and critical thinking and like ethics and metaphysics and uh, morality. And it was just amazing. And surprisingly, that is what made me want to become an artist, like that, studying all those things. And I was like, the world is so like void of people understanding one another. Mm. And like, there's, it's so funny because like the easiest way to fix everything is just to shift in perspective. And the fact that humans don't know how to do the easiest thing to have the easiest solution. It's like, that's so big of a problem. It's not even funny. So I was like, I want to be part of the solution and I want to become an artist, not for, you know, myself, Um, but one, because I love it. And two, because I really think I have the ability to create connections between people. And I want to, um, you know, build connections, make songs that, you know, connect with people. And, um, yeah, that's just what I love. And ever since I was young, like my, even my mom, like she encouraged me to always talk about my feelings to, you know, uh, look at things from different perspectives and, Mm. um, it just really inspired me. And I, I take all of that with me up to now. And, um, that's basically how I got here. So, and I, you know, everything I've learned, I've learned from watching YouTube videos or trial and error or um, getting advice Academy, from huh? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, anything you can learn from YouTube Academy, like um, <laughs> seminars that they send you, like in the emails that nobody yeah. reads. I, I go to them. Like I watch them. Like I learn everything about everything. It's very, very interesting that you say that because, like, that's that's a, like a field that I hardly I get to see people, you know, go to that direction and become a musical inspiration out of it. You know, philosophy, that's very rare. I've only known and met a few people who are that philosophical. I I, I would not consider myself uh, philosophical, <laughs> but some, some of the aspects of being a philosopher, I tend to follow those that's without even knowing what what philosophy is or what it does because um i definitely get the how shitty the world is and we and and we have to like think about like think about if the shoe is on the other foot wouldn't you see that perspective in a way and that's how i try to think everything else is like i try i try to understand everybody's point of view like let's just say that i'm the moderator of two people fighting. It's like, oh, you're this, this, and that. No, you're this, and that. It's like, oh, that you say that he's like that. Oh, because of that. Okay. So why you say that he's like that? Oh, because of that. It's like, I'm trying to understand what their point of view is and their perspectives. So I can, you know, because I feel like as humans, it's it's much more better for us to understand each other than to bicker and fight with each other, you know? And Two yeah. things that, that can connect humans is between understanding each other's perspectives and feelings and music. Like, when have you ever not seen someone doing a musical performance and not sh- nobody show up? Right. Everybody stands together when there's a music performance. Like, hey, like even like if we take another mainstream shit, like look at, at the at the fucking Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl, there's yeah. always a halftime show and 
whether people like or dislike the the half that show, it's a musical performance in which everybody's everybody, the whole world is paying attention and watching. Right. Music is all is like that. You know, it brings people together and trying to understand others, people's feelings and perspective is actually a very great way to to do it as a as an as an artist, you know. So that's actually pretty cool that you're actually doing some of that stuff, you know. And what Thank other uh, aspirations that you do as a, as a, as you take your journey as an artist to go with this philosophical route? Because I'm actually very curious uh, a little bit more about that. Um, I don't know. I just want to. I guess I don't. I don't know if there is a goal. Like I just know that right now. Like um, it, it just feels right. Yeah. Like I. I don't have a goal where it's like, I want everyone to think this way or I want mm. everyone to do this. Like, I just want, um, like my constant, you know, drive is just connecting. Like I, and I know a lot of artists say that, like, and I agree that it's true that some people do that. But in my case, it's like, I'm so serious about it. Like I, when I go to places and I meet new people, I tell them my life story from this for a second. Like, I'm that kind of person. Like, I'm like, if we're going to connect, we're going to connect right. and we're not going to just like talk about the weather. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I just love stuff like that. And obviously, you know, there's people who feel more comfortable talking about certain things, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like life, first of all, life is too short to not talk about everything mm-hmm. and, um, to like not know where you stand in certain situations. And, um, you know, and a lot of the times, like not knowing scares a lot of people, like, some people mm. just don't want to think about things and some right. people are too scared to go to certain topics and things like that. And I'm like, but that's where growth is. It's usually in the place where people are too scared to visit. And um, I love having those really difficult conversations because, you know, you come out of them with this insight and you're, you end up, you know, learning things about yourself and other people and the world and, you know, things around you. And it's just like, so eye-opening and you just become a better person um and you know you just have no choice but to want to you know encourage other people to do the same so um yeah i just that's just my goal is just to you know spread knowledge and understanding and um just have people be you know the most utopian version of kindness and understanding and togetherness so it's cool that that's actually pretty cool to hear you know and and in certain ways, how you were describing about it is like you and me have a lot of similarities and and you know common ground when it comes to stuff like that. You know, you know, um, one of the major reasons why I started my my own podcast is not just to have my own therapy and start talking a lot <laughs> and ranting yeah. shit, you know, but and talk about myself, you know, because I got if I tell you I got stories, I got stories, you know. I mean, I made. <laughs> I started my career doing this podcast game, you know, because of all the stories that I have. But it, halfway there, I started interviewing people and it just snowballed into making lots of interviews in which I never planned it. I never planned it to begin wow. with, to be an interview. And now I'm just so eager and excited to do, doing these interviews because it gets me the opportunity to listen to the voices of those who don't have voice or people who don't have like the you know the the platform the platform yes and and yeah. and putting putting them out there as much as 
I can with my power. It's like it's it, it fulfills me. You know, it fulfills me the fact that I could just sit down and talk to a stranger, a complete stranger that I've never met other than, you know, through through social media and have a sit down and have a conversation. I enjoyed that more than anything, more than even when I started making music, more than when I started DJing, more than any of that stuff, man. And because it's like it shows like how much we are all alike, different perspectives, different backgrounds, different countries. You can say that I've interviewed people internationally, people that have never would have guessed I would have ever interviewed or people would never thought that possible for them themselves to like, oh my God, somebody did notice me, you know? It yeah. brings a lot of joy. And I yeah. do my best to support them as much as I can, you know? So it's like, I'm trying to do this whole thing with the podcast to bring people together, no matter how little, how big, or how established, like it don't matter. Everybody's welcome in this podcast, you know? So it's like, it, it's, and it's just like that. I just love talking to people because I want to hear their stories, the stories that yeah. you barely get to hear, that you barely yeah. get to hear a story from an artist that, you know, had to go through some shit and then have it publicized it for the whole world to know. Yeah, It's hard. You don't, you don't get those conversations. Usually you get those conversations with your buddies or, you know, with the people surrounding you, like you hardly people, people who are fans of you don't know your struggle don't know like all the shit that you've been dealing with all the shit that you have dealt with you know right. and that's why i give this platform that way so that way people don't just see you as like you know hey this is a superstar god that i've been admired for all, all my life like no human beings just like you and me just like anyone else you know they're human yeah. at the end of the day you know like you sure we we put it on a pedestal but remember they still make they're still humans you know and Absolutely. and that's a that's a mindset that I want people to be like open minded about it and understand all the struggles that they're coming from. And if they ever want to come to this industry that we're dealing with, you know, like it carries some of the baggage. So it's stuff that you need to be aware of, you know. Right. I've I've interviewed people from you know locals to upper comers to established big time people, and and it's and it's funny that's because. My intentions to most of the time, my intentions to up and comers and people who are starting now or trying to make it to the scene. Yeah. Is always to help them and guide them as much as possible and let them know it's like, hey, here are the ropes. This is what I did. Try not to do what I did to do better than me. You know, do something that's that's definitely not the direction that I took. And the big established artists. I never intend to even, you know, teach them anything because hey, they're already established. What what the hell right. do they need me? But there are times in which, like, holy shit, like I can't believe I helped this guy in some shape or way, you know? So it's like, right. okay, so there there it is, you know. I always learned this from 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 this guy, um, Charlemagne the God from the Breakfast Club and the Brilliant Idiots. He says, A wise mm. man learns from his own mistakes, a wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. And this is my take. The wisest man learns from both. So it's like, so we're trying to, you know, encourage and help people out and have people to be wiser than us, you know? You know, so they don't have to commit the same same mistakes that we did, you know? Because, you know, this industry is very cutthroat. Not many people know that. They only see the, the pretty side. They barely see what goes behind the scenes, you know? Now, I don't know how the 
indie side really is. But have you ever, you know, encountered any of that stuff or any of those struggles in the indie scene? Uh, yeah, no, the only struggles that I've really had with anything like that, there have been some artists that I've met or people that I've had to talk to where mm. um, they're, they're not their goal, but their intentions are a little bit off. Like mm. they're not really um, want them to be like, just they're not good people. Like sometimes, you know, the people are just doing things for the wrong reasons and you come across them and you learn not to, you know, who you trust and who you let in your circle and who you work with. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, that That's basically the only thing that I've experienced as an indie artist. Um, everything else is kind of just like, fine because you know i'm so you know amanda and i are so autonomous like we just do everything on our own mm. so it's like we just have to rely on ourselves so there's not really anything to worry about um but usually the only times that that happens is if like you know we make a wrong call and we just work with the wrong person but it's like sometimes you never know and it happens so so we actually have a lot more common than we fought you know dealing with <laughs> <laughs> dealing with shady people in the in the world man it's sad. It's sad that it has to be like this, but most of the time, this extends on a business standpoint. And what what we believe that music should always come first, business comes first in all this. There's always a business section in all this, right. and it's unfortunate. It 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 really is unfortunate because I look at talent always triumphs anything, right? Like. The only way you're, I'm going to look at you is if you have the talent. If you have the talent and your music is a great, then shit, you got my attention. But if I ever find out that, you know, you're fake and everything is just bought and then you don't have zero talent, it's just auto-tune and shit or have someone ghost produce for your music, then, then it's sayonara. And believe it or not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very easy for me to know whether you're you're full of it or you're not like it, it only takes a few it only takes a few conversations for me to have with you to understand whether you're fake or not and it only takes one word of mouth from one person saying like oh i got this person it's like oh you did oh yeah i did his work i was like you did his work what do you mean yeah. you did his work it's like oh yeah i did his beat last week you know like you know he thought it's right it's like Oh, really? You don't say, huh? People don't realize how small the music industry really is. Like, it, it, you can stand back and say, on a grand scheme of things, it's, it looks pretty big. There's, like, a lot of people involved with it. But it's like high school. Like, you can, you hear all of it, all of it, and you'll be like, wow. I mean, it's true. Like, I, there's one specific artist that I've worked with and I literally, any chance I get, I warn people not to work with this person. Oh, and shit. yeah, it's yeah, that's all I, I want to say about that. Hey, hey, you don't you don't need to you don't need to mention names, but let me know who that person is. So that unless, way, unless I, we're not recording. I will let you know. <laughs> the fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I I usually if I call somebody out, I bleep them out. I, I'll be like, no, nobody will know. But and then I'll keep talking shit about that. But nobody <laughs> will know who am I talking to. But yeah, let me know afterwards. So that way I'll stay away from that person and and not ever work with that person at all. You know? Yeah, because the issue with this person is they steal from other people 
oh. think that they're getting away with it. And I'm not talking about like influenced by other people, like straight up fucking stealing, like cover art, lyrics, melodies, everything like stealing. Yo. And I and I thought we we were done about that, but no. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I can say because anything else will literally give away who it is. So, hey man, fuck them, man, fuck them. <laughs> let it get the middle finger up. Get the middle finger up, man. <laughs> let her know. It's like you let her know. It's like, hey, we ain't here for your bullshit, man. Come on. <laughs> Maybe someday, like once I once I feel like I can, but not right now. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Right? But just, you know what? Haters going to hate, man. Haters going to hate. Let let him hate. You know, something I was actually talking to somebody about this. And this person, he's a very established person. His name is um Robbie. He goes by Infinite. Shout out to him, man. Very cool dude. Yeah, he... He he tends to stay away from social media, even though his music is just sick. He tends to wait because yeah. he, most of the time he gets like a lot of sometimes he gets a lot of hate for certain people. You know, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, is that same person? And I tell them, I, you know, Mr. Glass half full right here. You know, <laughs> I tell him, it's like, yo, if you want to think about it, your biggest hater is probably your biggest fan that you may yeah. like. You may, you may like, where are you going with this? I'm like, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. You got, you got your fans. You got your fans. Everybody's happy with your music. They, nothing but positive things. But then you got this one person who's always commenting on everything that you say. Everything that you release. Everything. It's always, and it's always negative. Always negative. Oh, you suck. Blah, 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 blah. But this music is trash. Oh my God, I I couldn't even listen to the first 30 seconds. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Let me tell you something about human beings. If you don't like something, you don't look for it. Right. You don't deal with it. You just stay away. If I don't like a certain someone or I don't like this certain music, I don't follow it. Right. At all. I just unfollow or tell the algorithm, don't give me more shit about this person. I don't even bother listening to their music. I don't even bother liking or commenting or like, I just don't want anything. Why is it that if you hate this certain person so much, you keep commenting on every little thing? It's like you wake up and you can't wait until this person says something so you can be the first one to comment. You literally given the algorithm more push about that person to you and to everyone else who surrounds you. Yeah, you're even benefiting the fact for that artist as well. You're even giving him st- st- stats. Basically, you're giving him the numbers. I I hate this song. This song's trash. OK, you still gave him a number. I don't want to listen to more of this music. OK, then I'm following. Nah, but yeah. this guy sucks. I need to make sure everybody knows that he sucks. It's like, OK, cool. The more you talk about him, the more he's living rent free in your head. Exactly. And then. And then every little thing, you listen to every little thing, you got to criticize it. I'm telling you, your biggest hater can be your biggest fan because if you hate this person so much, why do you keep talking? Why do you keep commenting? You know, food for thought. Just no, class that sure. full. Look at, look at it that way, you know. Now, yeah. do you even, have you ever experienced 
you know, social media hate like that. No, never. Everything's been positive, peaches and cream. Well, that's actually good to know, you know? Yeah, thank goodness. I'm sure it'll come eventually, but I, I'm not phased by that stuff. Uh, you grew up in the social media era or you were, you know, before social media? Um, well, I grew up really without. So I was like, in my time, it was like MySpace was just died and Facebook was just becoming a thing. And oh, wow. um, yeah, like it's, I never had it. Like I just wasn't interested. And so mm-hmm. I got everything like later in my life. So um, yeah, I saw everything, but I never experienced any like hate or anything like that. That's good. That's good. You know, hey, some people don't experience it, some do. You know, yeah. sooner or later, who knows? You know, but it's but it's good that anything that you've experienced so far is nothing but positive. You know, and yeah. then you don't get easily sidetracked. You know, for somebody saying like, "I hate your music." You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as an artist, when people say that, like you say, it doesn't bother you, but deep down, it does bother you. You know, my. I've experienced it before and I, I, I'll be lying to you if I say like, nah, it doesn't bother me. It does a little bit like you definitely want to be picking up the phone and just like say something to that jackass, you know, <laughs> but but, you know, as humans, we need to be the bigger man. You know, We need to de- yeah. de- demonstrate an example. But it's always good to talk about this type of stuff, you know, because like, again, circling back to what I said earlier, you know, it's like we are human beings, you know, we have feelings, you know, we're not robots. We're not perfect. We tend to feel certain things and and feel in a certain way. And, you know, if someone crosses the line by saying gnarly shit like that, you know, you're going to feel a certain way. You know, it's, you know, the emotions are going to run over. It's it's what you do with it. That makes difference. When, when somebody talks smack about me, I do two things. One, I talk about it in the podcast and let the whole world know I have no filters. I'll tell you right away. Secondly, um, I express some of that into my music. So it's like if I ever feel like super emotional, like I'll write something emotional. If I feel super angry or upbeat right. or like pumped, I'll write something like that, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's amazing how music can be emotionally driven, you know, that inspires everybody every day, depending on what emotions you go to. Now, yeah. So as most of your music, like emotionally driven like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it's all emotionally driven. Um, everything I write is about something that's happened to me or something that I've been through or mm. um, that is something that's bothering me or anything like that. I just, I don't know. I find it so easy to write about because, you know, you're the one going through it. So, you know, it's just you basically putting it in song form. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's always been easy for me to do it. Now, depending on like what the song is, like sometimes it's hard for me to record it. um, Cause like there was this one song that I wrote called losing myself. I, I can't do it live. Like I, it makes me emotional, like too emotional to the point where I think I would cry. So really? like, um, yeah, like I can't, I don't do it on live sets anymore. Like I took it all. Um, but um, yeah, like that one's definitely one of the more emotional ones. Um, but everything else is just based off of something. Like 
My new song is based off of being indecisive. The last one before that is about how much people sacrifice in order to look like they're happy on the outside when they're not on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, like every single one is about something different. So I just love, um, cause you know, um, even like happiness, like, or sadness, there's different ways people experience the same emotion. So you can never run out of different ways to talk about it. So. And, and let me ask you, like, have you ever, you know, have struggles with your mental health before? Yes. Um, not, uh, so like more recently Mm. I've sort of been more aware of it because like when I was growing up, I didn't really know what that whole mental health thing was, but it was always better than most people because, you know, my mom raised me to always talk about my feelings and I was always very open and honest. And, um, so I was very in touch with myself. I knew when I was going through something, like mm-hmm. I also wear my heart, on my, my heart on my sleeve. So someone can look at me and know what, what I'm going through or if I'm not into oh. something or if I'm not feeling it. Um, so yeah, um, I've always been a very emotionally sensitive person in like the, uh, in a good way, not like a, a bad way. Right, right. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, no, I just, yeah, emotion is like a huge part of my life. Um, and then, you know, mental health, definitely more recently, uh, something I've been taking more care of and have been more aware of and things that I'm finding out about myself in regards mm-hmm. to my mental health. So, yeah. That's actually good to hear, man. I'm happy that you're going on a good journey and a healthy way to discuss it. You know, not many people are like, I don't know, they're too afraid to talk about these things or they're too feel, they feel ashamed to talk about these certain things, you know? And yeah. nobody should ever feel shamed about talking your mental health or how you're feeling all together. You know, this should be something that it should be like a normal open discussion about it. I've had it before, you know, I'm, you know, I can, I can vouch for any, any other artists that I've talked to, like they've dealt their own demons and their own shit in their own ways, you know, but it's yeah. something that, you know, we should keep continue being aware about it and something that we should always like, keep an eye when something is not feeling right. You know, most of the time I know when I'm not feeling right, it doesn't happen anymore. Like, because uh, my whole, my whole thing, my whole therapeutic thing is either talking to my fiance or talking to the podcast. Mm. That's how I deal with my shit. You know, just talk, talking it through, you know, that communication, you know, it's the, it's the best way to do it, you know? And I always tell people, it's like, if you ever feel a certain way, you know, Stop what you're doing. Stand back and find something that makes you happy. Find something that make, that you're passionate about and go do it. You know, go do it. Agreed. Like it's, it, there's no other way to tell you, you know, something. Because if you're feeling a certain way and then you're all negative, negative, like, oh, I, I don't have anything happy, then do something new. Find something new. You never know that kayaking could be very relaxing. You never know until you try. Or, or even <laughs> when you're skating or when you're biking or you're taking your dog out or having a dog. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be literally anything, you know? So it's always important to talk about it, have that discussion up there available and for anybody who wants to talk about it always you know doors always open to talk about it you know yeah and and it's and it's important because it is most of the time it's us artists who who deal with this scenarios a lot of the times because 
mm-hmm. we're emotionally attached to these projects and we're emotionally attached to these music and we had to demonstrate people like how we feel like you know how and we and there's no way to explain it other than just write it you said yourself that there's a song that you did that you cannot even you know sing it anymore because it just gives you a lot of emotions mm-hmm. what's the name of the song if you don't mind me asking yeah it's called losing myself it's on my first my only ep the one i put out uh, mm-hmm. back in 2019 um yeah that song was just it took me a bit, like six months to record because mm-hmm. every time i would try to sing it uh, i i would just start crying so uh mm-hmm. it took me a while to be able to do it I've only performed it live once and I will never do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I will consider, I will, I will, I will give my advice. Like I say, you should go ahead and do it. You know, you should try to do it again. <laughs> and it's because, and it's because it shows you that human being you are. It shows like your emotions are being demonstrated. And if your emotions are being demonstrated, the people will resonate with that. They will feel it. They'll get in some way. They'll feel like exactly. I know. I get you. I know how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. People love that. People love that. Maybe you're not right to. Maybe you're you're not you know well enough to do it right now. But keep. Keep that in that mind later in the future, man. Like maybe I should actually do this. Maybe on some way I should actually do this, and you know, let the people yeah. know how how emotional I really am. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. I, at some point in the future, I might be fine. Like I'll I'll be ready to do it again. But I don't know. It's just like I I don't know. It's just like right now I'm not in a place where I I feel like I need to sing that. And That's fine. Yeah, but maybe one day. No, absolutely. One day. I'm just saying it. You know, I'm just saying it because if if this is something that people will get, will get familiar and get attracted to, this is the type of stuff that they'll be like resonating a lot more. You know, it shows you're not a robot. Yeah. And we should, yeah. def- we should definitely de- have that more than anything that that's been put out there. Out, You know, like you can tell like, like, do you really you can tell that whether this person actually really did this song or not. They can sing amazingly, but you can tell that it wasn't Dan who wrote them. I mean, when you look at the credits for the, for for every track, you can always see like there's like 20 people involved with that one single track. So it's pretty easy now. Um, do you have an, anybody else, you know, that helps you do your music or it's all on you? Yeah, it's basically all me except for the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really have contact with them. I just buy the beat in most cases and okay. or work with them depending on who it is. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just, that's just how it's been mostly because like, I don't know anyone or I, mm. at the time I didn't have the money. Um, so I just couldn't hire anyone. So I was like, I'll just buy my beats and make them myself, but it's worked. So. I so you, no so you basically write and sing your own music, but you don't produce, like you don't make the beats, right? So initially, what I do is uh, from the beginning, like what I did was I would write the song, mm-hmm. and I would find the, I'd literally spend hours and days and weeks finding 
mm. a beat that would sound exactly or close to what I would want it to sound if I could produce it myself. Wow, that's actually pretty interesting. You know, a lot of the times people, what they normally would do is that they will just um they'll they'll hear the beat first and then they'll find the inspiration and they'll just write it down and then just like sing it. You actually do it the other way around. You actually mm -hmm. just write down whatever you feel like it and then you just search for the beat that's like, oh, that one matches with this. Right. And I play piano, so I can play everything on my own. Oh. Um, so um I just find some beat that matches the chords and the the um sometimes the key if if it's like a miracle but um and then yeah just like make sure the vibe is the same and it usually works out so i'm curious to this because you play the piano have you ever considered yourself of making your own beat or your own songs <laughs> i've tried um i've produced my own covers um mm. i can do that But um, I am not good at doing what I want to do because, like, the music that I want to make, like, I don't know how to. I'm not good at engineering, like, instruments and stuff mm. like that, or or producing. So I want to wait until I take an attempt at it so I can get better. Um, but it's easier to do covers because with covers, like, you're basically just recreating what somebody else already did. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that part is easy, but um, no, I've never produced one of my own songs except for my song intro. Uh, but that it could have been better. But it was, yeah, that's the only song that I've I've ever produced. I say um, that because, like, the way you're describing how you're actually making your your music, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I feel like it's very reliant on others, and it kind of slows you down for a bit because you say like you say yourself that it takes you hours you know just to find that one beat that matches what you already had without even listening to it you know doesn't yeah. isn't i mean you can basically cut that in half if you would you know produce your own beats on your own you know yeah but like i I'm basically sacrificing time for quality. Mm. Like I trust the quality that they put out. So I'm like, once I get to a place where I I'm better, like I've gotten better, but like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So I'm like, once I get better, I'll be able to do it myself, but just not yet. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, because like, at least that's how I see things. I try to like, as a producer and as an engineer, you always want to cut time. Like, Not cutting corners. Yeah. Cutting corners and cutting time are two different things, you know? Yeah. We all know what cutting corners is. You know, you're trying to take the easy route. Cutting time, however, is, you know, try to have something that's ready to go for us. Instead of spending an hour of trying to recreate an entire session, you can, you know, have that time by already having it. Uh, ready-made template on your own session that all you had to do is just fill up the blanks. Right. That's how that's how me and other producers do it. I have in my default settings a, a template that when I open the the program, it pops out this empty skeleton, but it's all I have to do is just fill up the blanks and just go with it and bam. That, that basically takes away more than half of my time and... I can yeah. write down music. If I'm heavily focused, it'll take me like a day or two just to have that song, you know, 
doable for you to listen. Yeah. It'll, it'll take weeks for me to finish the Mitzi and the mastering and all that shit and ready <laughs> to be released it if I ever decide to release it. But yeah, <laughs> no. you know, by having something that's ready to go, you know, so that way you can just cut the middleman in a sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do. I feel like I'm like half there because I do mix and master myself. Um, that's for my good. vocals. Good. Um, so that's easy. And I, I work so strangely, like I mix as I go. I don't do it at the end. Like yeah. once I have everything. That's how, that's how I do it. That's how a lot of producers do it. They just do it on the go. You know, they don't wait until yeah. the very end. They wait until the very end to see like, what's the end result is like, okay, does it sound good enough? Okay. We can, yeah. you know, just tweak a little fins here and there and then you know we're off well that's actually pretty good i mean i'm just saying it like i said i'm just putting it out there you know just just <laughs> to, just to, just it's for you you know it's for you to kill time and you know you can actually easily write your music very quickly and have them yeah. out there as or have at least a catalog you know i have a catalog of of songs that you're like okay i got this much you know which yeah. actually gets me to my next topic that i want to talk to you because i don't like i said i don't know much about the the indie world but i'm a lot of the indie producers are a lot are independents mm -hmm. they don't rely on labels much now is that in the same case with you or is it different uh yeah no i'm not um signed to a label so now do you prefer to be like that do you do you know why is it better to be like that i mean there's it's a, 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 it all depends on the artist, honestly, because the thing with the label is basically you get, you know, cash advances and mm. they do marketing and they do, they basically do, you get a team and you get yeah. to do all these things and uh, you just make them the money back. And, um, but the thing is, is that they take a lot of percentages and you don't get yep. to see all of your money and you don't get to keep your masters and you're just sacrificing for convenience at that point. So right. that's the only reason why I haven't done anything with a label. Um, and like, I don't want to submit for labels or anything. One, because I want to get to a point where um, I'm a commodity. Like, I want them to say, oh, like, we want you because like, you know, you're self-sufficient. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And I've, I think I've been approached by a few, but they were either like super like, not legit or uh, um, I just wasn't interested. Yeah. So um, I'm just like, no, if you're asking for me, then I'm going in the right direction. So I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and hey. not having anyone take my money. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, you're going in the right direction, man. And I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I like to hear, you know, that people are much more mindful about that type of stuff because <laughs> Believe it or not, but like, dude, like a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people think that, you know, that getting into a label is their ticket to to success, you know? And I'm like, sorry to bust your balls, but, you know, getting to a label, not all labels. Let me put that disclaimer. Not all labels. There's some labels, that, some yeah, few that, that, are, that, that are good ones that are in it for the community. They're in it for the artists and they support them mm -hmm. no matter what. And they. And they treat you like royalty. You know, there's those few. Yeah. I can vouch for those. But a lot, grand majority of them, however, they just see you as a quick cash grab, you know. So I'm happy to see that, you know, that you're actually very clear because, like I said, not many people see that. And when they see those advances, they'll be like, holy shit, I'm doing something right. 
Let's go, you know? And that's where everything goes to shit because that's where that's where you really did not read those contracts right or you did not give that to a proper lawyer to read those contracts. And that's where later on you'll see like, oh shit, I should be making a lot of money. I'm not, they're making the most out of it. What? 80%? They get 80% of my music? Yeah. And me, and that's me being, you know, thoughtful, 80%. I hear, I've heard contracts that labels get 90% of your music and you only get a mere 10%, which is like wild to me. It should always be 50-50 no matter what. It don't matter what label yeah. or how good it, bro, you could be fucking Sony or it, it don't matter. A, a Rockefeller, who gives a shit? Your music is always going to be negotiable 50-50, no matter what. Masters, royalties, everything. 50-50. You settle for 50-50. You don't settle anything less than 50-50. And these motherfuckers, people, you know, sign, signing contracts without reading. And then you, uh, then you wonder why you hear a lot of artists screaming and crying about Oh, my label owes all my masters and uh, 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 I get paid nothing, you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah guys, because A, you saw the advances, which the advances, first of all, an advance is not something that a label gives you for. It's like, you know what? We love you so much to here. Have a check of a million dollars. It's all <laughs> yours. That's yeah. not that's not a million dollars for you to spend on yourself. No, that's a million dollars that you're supposed to spend for your music, where you get your you know your bookings, your transportations, your marketing, your the paying the producers, the engineers, and all those shenanigans. That's what the advances are for, because that way you can get you can get your returns back. But people. You know, they they immediately see a, a a check like that. They just immediately buy a house without even thinking, or even buy a fucking watches, fucking cars. You know, materialistic shit. You know, and that's where that's where the shit hits the crapper. So I'm very happy to hear that you know that you actually see that side. You know, and that you're not like, oh, you know, I decided, you know, I want to go with this. Like, nah, nah. You're doing what you gotta do. Sooner or later. People would come and knock you at the door and you'd be like, man, 50-50, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Because hey, because hey, man, being an independent artist is not it's not easy. It's definitely oh, not the huh. easiest thing. Because obviously the labels can do more than half of the job that they can do for you to help improve your career. That yeah. being said, that being said. If you know the secrets of the label and you know all the shenanigans and how to market yourself and how to promote yourself and how how to expand your music and how to put your music out there, do you really need a label at that point? Not really, no. I mean, have you heard of this rapper, um, Russ? Dude, that guy is self-made. Yeah. One of the biggest self-made rappers of all, you know, like. And people may say like, oh, Kanye is. It's like, well, Kanye signed to Rockefeller, you know, he, when when he started up. Oh, JC is. JC had to sign with somebody before he started. Like a lot of people got signed up. Russ was probably one of the biggest, you know, self-made rappers ever because A, he started from SoundCloud. B, he did music every week. C, yeah. the guy didn't need a label to be where he is right now he he found out he he studied the, the industry he studied the the 
the music and he knows like, all right, when is the best time to do this? When is the best time to do that and this and that? He found the formula, the blueprint, and that's what's taking him to his success, you know? And look where he is right now. Doesn't have, doesn't rely on labels and he doesn't have to owe shit on the labels. That's the beauty about it. Like, you don't have to worry about you know, paying the labels for anything, you know, for anything that you owe them, you know, that's a lot of things that a lot of um, rock stars, like a lot of rock bands. If you ever wonder why are your favorite rock band is doing a tour, most of the time it's because um, they have to pay their their labels that they owe money. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever fight? Why, why else do you think fucking Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith and any of these bands are still kicking? You Have you ever fought? Why? Dude, yeah, it's true. This whole reunion tours is so they can actually pay off their, the labels or how much money they owe. They owe millions of dollars, you know? But unless somebody like me who tells them what's up, people would just like, would never believe it. One of the things I definitely wanted to talk about, like, what has been your favorite project up to now? Like out of, of all my favorite, like all my songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if I can choose. Um, I would probably say right now only I get sad just because it's what kind of started everything for me. Like okay, where I wanted to go with my sound and uh, what I wanted to talk about in my music. Um, that's. I mean, you know, the stuff I put out before that was mm-hmm. great and everything, but only I get sad is me kind of like defining everything so i think it's that one my song only i get sad and and how is it that how is your creative process like what how is it that gets you into into writing these music and then find the right beat like what are the steps out of like what actually gets you like okay let me start writing this down yeah it's basically i just pick um something that i'm going through or something that i did go through that i think would translate really well into a song or um that i think people would want to hear about um, and I just start writing. Like, it just comes out of me. Like, I don't really know. It's just a weird thing. I just sit down and um, start singing or start writing, and it just turns into a song. Like, it's it's very strange. Like, I don't really have a process. And how long does it normally take you to finish your projects? In totality, probably a couple of weeks um, or to like a couple of months, depending on the song and how complex it is. Or, mm-hmm. um, but usually, like the writing part, like the lyrics and everything like that, is only just like a couple days. Maybe sometimes it's only taken a couple minutes. Uh, it depends. Okay, and you're and you're always willing to work with other people, right? Like, are you into working with collaborations with other artists or producers and whatnot? I used to not be um, Mm -hmm. one because I was just scared, Uh, but now I am. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know. But before I used to have like an issue with it, I was really terrified of working with other people. But um, no, I'm completely open to it. And ever since I've started, um, I've met the craziest, most awesomest people. And um, I've done collaborations with people in other countries. That's something I never thought I'd be able to do. Oh, yeah, that's it's really awesome. I'm actually working with a producer in France right now. I literally right before I was talking to you, I was sending him stems because uh, I guess the files had corrupted or something. So I literally was out for, at lunch with my friend. I had to book it home and like send it to him because it's like eleven o'clock over there where he is. 
So I was like, I have to go. This guy in France needs my stuff. And she was like, what? I was like, it, never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn, that's actually pretty dope, man. I wouldn't I would mind listening to, to take a crack out some of your stance or your vocals and take a crack out of it, man. Like, I'm I'm actually in the process of working on a EP as well. Um, and it's actually one of my first EPs that I'll be working towards to. But it, like I take a lot of them in the dubstep realm. But the, okay. the but I'm also doing the whole melodic dubstep. So like I tend to like to use vocals for that area a lot. So I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a crack of some of your vocals. If you have something, I could definitely work around it. Um, I don't usually have anything that's like down i just literally just get sent stuff and i'm like i'll record something and the next day i send it so got you i got you <laughs> i got you so are are you definitely willing to try other genres you know for you to you know to try it out and and expands your horizons yeah um i started getting into electronic music lately um the last uh group i worked with named ace taito uh, they're over in Germany, and mm. we just put a song out back in September. It's already at like 130,000 streams. Yo, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the song's doing crazy good, um, mostly in Europe, but mm. um, really, it's been, I did not expect it to do that well. Um, so that was really cool. That's cool, man. That's cool to hear, man. Well, I'll definitely keep that in mind. You know, I will, when I, once I finish my projects, I'll send over some songs and you tell me if you, if you if you fuck with it or not, you know. Yeah, for sure. Now, this is a bit of an interesting question that I give to a lot of people that sit down the in podcasts, and there's yeah. no right or wrong answer with this. Now, do you believe in writer's block? Yes, because it happens to me a lot, and I so, yeah. So, what is it that you do when you get writer's block? What do you do? What is the process of of doing it so you can actually get out of the funk? I just stop writing. I just mm. I have to walk away. Like I do not want to push myself because I don't want to do that. I just stop. I'm like, you know what? I'll come back to this later. And it that usually helps. So that's actually pretty good, man. That that you know, you took the words out of my mouth, you know, because that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like that's like the best way to do with when you got writer's block. And when yeah. you're actually walking around, that's where ideas all of a sudden just hit in. Most of the time when you're taking a shower. That's why the whole, you know, funny, you know, joke goes is like, oh, your best ideas comes when you're in the shower. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's how it is sometimes. Well, I got three more questions and we can wrap this up, my man. Yeah, for sure. No worries. So what has been up to this point? What has been your greatest accomplishment? I don't know. I've my manager always tells me how bad I am with acknowledging my success. <laughs> so oh, I don't that, really pay attention to things. Uh, Impostum um, syndrome. Yes, major. Yeah. Um, I usually just like go, oh, that's cool. I make a post about it and then I move on. And like, I don't really <laughs> take time to celebrate the little things, which I'm working on. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know what it would be the biggest thing right now. I mean, it could be from a song like the, what we just talked about not too long ago, a song that you collaborate with somebody is already a hundred thousand plays, which is fire. Could be from you performing at a certain place and you were like, holy shit, this place was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of them. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably having, I hate calling them fans, but like 
having, you know, listeners and fans because people are actually commenting on my stuff Mm -hmm. and they're engaging with me. Like they're on my YouTube videos. I have people going, wow, this is great. Or wow, it made me feel like this. Or I get messages from people going, this song helped me through that. Like, um, I forgot who it was. It was, I think I got a message from one of my friends and uh, she was at a party and she played one of my songs to one of her friends who was having an anxiety attack and they turned, they were fine. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. So that it's like the things like that. So that's fire. That's, that's fucking fire to hear, man. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. I love, I love those, those things. So I think that's probably my favorite out of anything. That's fire, man. What are you currently doing? What do you hope to accomplish by it? Hmm. What do I hope to accomplish? Did you say in uh, five years? In a span of whatever time, you know, here to now. I want to definitely want to learn how to produce better Mm -hmm. uh, so I can start doing things on my own. Right. Uh, But um, yeah, I definitely want to start learning more just I'm learning, I guess. Like I learn new things every day, every month. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just a few days ago, I learned something different, new about uh, marketing that I didn't know. Like I was going down a rabbit hole of studying about marketing and uh-huh. learning about how, you know, the, I think the average attention span right now for social media is seven seconds. So like, um, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Like I watched this whole seminar and I was like, wow, this is nuts. So, and if you notice too, like a lot of the way artists have been marketing their stuff is in really short form content because people don't pay attention. Like they will not watch documentaries. They're not going to watch long videos or not, mm-hmm. unless it's like, um, you know, the only things people watch that are long are like either podcasts or movies. Like that's like the only thing. Um, everything else, like nobody cares, like point blank. So, um, you know, we just got to switch up the way we do things and flex with what's happening, um, in the industry or with people who are listening. So that's, that's very true though. And something that we've all, we learn as well that, you know, for a son, in order for somebody to grab attention, it has to be like in the first five seconds, if you don't, if you didn't grab them in the first five seconds, then you lost them, you know? So I saw it's most of the time for dubstep producers. It, 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 could be, it does, doesn't have to be necessary in my genre, but in, in other genres, you have to have something in those few seconds for them to be like, oh, what's this? Oh, let me hear a little bit. And once you got them, that's like, oh, that's it. You got them. You got them. So, yeah, Absolutely. I agree with that whole marketing tip. You know, the first seven seconds. Yep. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. One last question and we can wrap it up after this, man. Let's just say that you're walking down the street and all of a sudden a UFO comes out of nowhere. And then okay. aliens pop out and they say, yo, David, we need your help, man. Because you and only you can do this. And you'll be like, all right, bet. Let's do this, you know? And it's like, all right. Uh-huh. But before you go, before you go, just so you know, you'll be out for a while. We don't know when you're going to come back. Here's your piece of paper. Write free pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? And this would be for the aliens? This is for for anybody. The aliens are giving you the paper and you just write down free pieces of advice that you'll give it to someone else when they walk in down, they pick up the paper and they'll be like, this is from David. Here's some advice from 
work, music, life in general, whatever, what would you give them? What would the advice that you give to someone? Well, first thing is one thing that I've definitely learned recently uh, that I taught myself and learned at some point was not to obsess over so much about what someone thinks who mm. isn't really that nice to you or isn't that conducive to your mental health or to who you are as a person because you're probably thinking more about them than they think or care about you. Right. So um, it's not worth you know obsessing about what they think about or where they are or, or what they think about you. So obviously that my, my first one would be not to obsess mm -hmm. uh, about people who just aren't worth your time. Um, and then the second thing would be to question everything because um, I don't believe anything is sacred. I think everything deserves to be criticized. Everyone deserves to be, you know, asked questions and everyone deserves to understand everything. And if someone tries to, you know, stop you from trying to learn about something, if someone tries to tell you that something's not worth looking into or um, something's, you know, I just, I hate when people block, try to block you from something or say something that's like, yeah, that's untouchable or we can't talk about that. I'm like, no, anything can be talked about. Anything can be asked. So ask all the questions, you know, talk about yes. anything with everyone. Yes. That's how you grow and learn. And, and you know, usually the people who don't know anything are the ones who don't make it. So um, in any aspect, not mm -hmm. just music. Um, and then the third, uh, <laughs> I guess just live life to the fullest. It sounds stupid, but so many people don't like life is so fucking short mm -hmm. and people are so quick to just like do what everyone else is doing instead right. of doing what they want to do that they, you know, next second you're 80 and you're just like, God damn, I didn't do a single fucking thing I wanted to do. Mm. And I refuse to live my life like that. Like if I get an opportunity, I'm taking it. Um, like if someone says you want to go here and it's like 12 o'clock in the morning, it's like, fuck yeah, let's go to the beach at three o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm not going to, when am I going to, I don't know if I'm going to die tomorrow. Like, I don't know if an asteroid's going to come and hit me or, you know, those aliens that are going to take me away. Like, I don't know. So like, you know, do everything that you can and like, you know, help anyone you can talk about whatever you want to talk about right. while you have the time and the opportunities to do it because life is so short. Like, think about it. Look at how old you are and think about the moment you were born. Like, that's already gone. Like you literally only have like three more segments up until the end. So it's like, just live your life, man. Like just, just, you know, live your life to the fullest. That's actually pretty good, man. That's pretty good, man. Well, David, thank you so much for coming over to the show, man. It was an honor privilege for you to have a sit down with me and have this nice conversation, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk more after this as well. So. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch, man. Before we go, um, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you next. Yeah, uh, my name is David Diaz. You can find me on Instagram at, at David Diaz Music. Um, you can find me on Facebook, David Diaz Music Official, even though nobody goes on Facebook anymore. Um, and then YouTube, it's David Diaz Music um as well i'm also on tiktok and i'm trying to get better at it um but yeah and spotify all the streaming platforms i'm like one of the only active david diaz's you'll see my face um so yeah and uh, i have a lot of music coming out soon um some cool projects that i'm working on um some collaborations with different artists and 
producers. So I uh, expect a lot of stuff coming soon. Dope, man. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for coming over to the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode or a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course, the YouTube channel at the Lone Wolf Podcast or even LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolvPod.com where you can check all my latest episodes. Also, you can check the audio version at any of the other platforms that I've mentioned at Wolves and Music or the Lone Wolf Podcast. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or David to talk about, please let us know in the comments down below and we'll do our best to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Peace.